This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Friends, let's give a warm welcome and greeting to our host, the senior pastor of the Bethel Baptist Church, Bishop Rudolph McKissick, Jr. Let's welcome him warmly as he comes to greet us and offer prayer. Bishop McKissick. Thank you, Dr. Jackson, uh, to Dr. Jackson, to Reverend Barber, to Bishop Frank Reed, to all of the other spiritual leaders who are here, to all of the leading activists and activists, to you, my brothers and sisters, beyond the barriers of our differences. Uh, as I look out this morning, I see a sight that in this governor's state would not be allowed. Because this is a site of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It is sad to even suggest that activism has become the norm because love has become abnormal. And so here we are this morning on the steps of the oldest Baptist church, 1838 the largest plantation in this city the Bethel church was started the slave masters from various plantations would send their enslaved persons to that church when the war was over in the 1860s the slave masters took the freed slaves to church to court to have them kicked out and a judge in the 1860s awarded the building to the whites, but the name to the blacks. In this governor's policy, children could not learn that history because they might be too uncomfortable with what their ancestors did. How sad it is that it's okay for our sons and daughters and our ancestors to have lived with uncomfortability for decades. And yet you don't have what it takes in you, the moral turpitude, to allow facts and truth to be told. And so here we are on this morning to make the declaration that love will not be normal, that we will live beyond the barrier of our differences, whether it be gender, whether it be color, whether it be faith, whether it be orientation, because the, the reality is Mr. Governor, Florida is not a church, so you don't get to let your theology decide your policy. Florida is a state. Nobody voted on you to be the pastor. Unfortunately, you were voted to be the governor. And it's hard to believe that you think you can be the president to unite a country when you can't even be the governor to unite a state. They tell me on yesterday, his response to the letter that was delivered was that black preachers pulled a stunt. He should know because he's been stunting his entire governorship. He has stunted with policies. He has stunted with rhetoric. He stunted on a black veteran just a couple of weeks ago who dared to call him on the carpet 
for the rhetoric that he has used that allowed for the comfortability of someone to come into our community just because he doesn't like our skin and kill our brother and sisters. Mr. Governor, you are the biggest stunt this state has ever seen. And so we march today to try to get rid of your policies because we know you will not be the president. So we're getting ready ahead before you come back to be the governor to let you know that we know how to live together and that we will not allow your demagoguery to allow us to be defeated or divided. And so today we march, but we're not just going to march because that's all they expect us to do. We're going to march and then we're going to vote. Nelson Mandela said, your vote is your voice. Mr. President, we got a lot to say. Mr. Governor, we've got a lot to say. And we're going to say it with our vote. So let us pray. Our God, we come today on the steps of this faith institution. We come together beyond every barrier that seeks to divide us. We come together this morning beyond the divisions that seem to exist, not only in this state, but in this country. We come together for love and against hate, for peace and against violence. We come together today as a united front in a yet to be United States. We come together to make the bold declaration that we understand that you are a God of justice. You are a God in the words of James Cone who starts from the least, the last, and the lost. You have your own affirmative action plan where you start blessing and empowering from the bottom. And so today we are standing for the disenfranchised and the, the disqualified. Today we stand for the oppressed. Today we stand for the hated. Today we stand for families who are unfortunately forced into grief through senseless and unnecessary violence. And God, we appeal to a higher power today that justice would roll down like a mighty stream. We appeal to a higher power today to the ethic of love shown to us through Jesus the Christ, the ethic of love that knows no barriers, the ethic of love that knows how to sit with anyone, the ethic of love that knows how to heal and deliver beyond policies and beyond rules and regimens that have been set up by humanity. And so as we march and walk on today, let our voices be heard let our motives be known and let it be known that this is not a stunt, but let it be known that this is our reality. So bless our efforts today is my prayer in the name that matters to my faith. And that is the name of Jesus. Amen. In my heart. I do believe
to today. Black and white too. Black Black and today, oh, deep we shall overcome today we thank our trumpeter from memphis let us pause for a moment of silence for those three beautiful human beings our brothers and sisters who were murdered by hate who are not with us physically but whose names and spirits will be with us forever and we're going to call their names when we get to City Hall and let us also be mindful that today 60 years ago was, was one day after four girls were killed in a Birmingham church because of hate. The hate that was first spewed out by governor. We are in serious times. And it's a time that calls for fusion black and white and brown and Asian and indigenous people to get come together. You know, they want to divide us and keep us focused on the things that don't matter or shouldn't matter so that we're not focused on the things that do. We're going to talk about that at City Hall. We're going to talk about that at City Hall. Why don't you... Look at somebody you don't know, you didn't come here with them, and tell them, I'm glad to march with you today. And uh, in defiance of those who want us divided, why don't we intentionally march black and white and brown and Asian? Why don't we find somebody that we maybe didn't come here with? that doesn't look like us, and we march together. We're going to go two by two. We're going to go two by two with the crowd we have here. We're going to go two by two. So look around. Young folk, I see Cap Alpha Psi. Frat so nice, you got the name it twice. Huh? All clergy, would you come up? All clergy. All clergy. And when the clergy come, would some of the young college students come and stand with a clergy person and walk with them? We need a diverse group, about four people to carry that banner. Black, white, indigenous, native. 
We have, did you know 2.5 million Floridians are without health care? That's what we ought to be talking about and fixing. If somebody says something hateful to you, respond to them with love. We're nonviolence. We don't have to do what they do, right? you and all of your beautiful selves look at all of the diversity and people are listening in by the thousands online around the country right here in Jacksonville I want for just a moment to open us and then the band's gonna lead us again and then we're gonna hear for Floridians that's the power Dr. Jackson and Hannah Broom Reverend Dr. Hannah Broom are gonna lead us in speaking out, but it's time for love and my tower and truth to take back the mic and cry loud. Bishop Reed and Dean and others have said it's time to get serious. It's time to mobilize. It's time to speak out against hate and division. There comes a time you just can't keep being quiet and fussing at the trees, and fussing at the, going in the backyard, you gotta come in the public square. 
when the governor is more interested in lying about history than making history and ensuring people have health care. 2.5 million people in the state don't have health care. That's what we ought to be talking about. It's time to take back the mic so that truth and love can heal our state. When haters tell us to live hating and hurting and harming one another, rather than paying workers a living wage, 4.5 million folk in Florida make less than $15 an hour. That's what we ought to be talking about. It's time to take back the, the mic for truth and love to take it back and be silent no more. When we need fully funded education, when you've got teachers leaving Florida uh, like they're running away from a fire, it's time to take back the mic. When politicians use their offices to say hate gay people and hate trans people and hate immigrants and then want to swear themselves into office on Bible, there's nothing in that Bible that talks about hating people. The Constitution says that when you swear yourself into office in this state, you're supposed to be about uh, ensuring domestic tranquility. Ensuring domestic tranquility. There are 10 million, there are millions and millions and millions and millions of people all over who are hurting. We, we have some real issues, y'all, to talk about. And there comes a time when the prophets, modern day prophets, have got to take back the mic. Moral agents have to take back the mic. Look at your neighbor and say, take back the mic. Take back the mic. Now, we don't need y'all to get too comfortable in those chairs. We came for a rally. Say, take back the mic. And we, those who love everybody, we have to take back the mic. Those who understand that dividing doesn't get us anywhere, we have to take back the mic. And you know, 60 years ago, Birmingham, today, folk were mourning. Four girls had been blown up in a church in a racist state where the governor started in that beginning February of that year spewing hate. Dr. King said words of interposition and nullification. And by September, girls were being blown up in churches. Words are not benign. Those who spew the words may not pull the trigger, but they trigger an atmosphere. They trigger an ethos. They trigger a kind of otherness. They trigger an okay. 63 years ago, extremists in the state legislature in Florida, Dean, were spewing hatred right here in Florida. They were speaking against integration. There was a moderate governor who wrote down and said, I don't want anything to do with this. He said, it's going to cause problems. His name was Collins. And before the end of that year, August 27th, mobs of white men got axe handles and started beating black men and women right here. Right here in what's now the James Weldon Johnson Park. But then it was the park for the, for the axe handle. Listen to the axe handle murderers and killers. And the police got involved when the black folks started fighting back. They didn't get involved as long as the black people were being beaten. Hmm? But all of that started with words. Words. The power of life and death is in the tongue. History tells the story. In 1919, 1914, 15, 16, a president named Woodrow Wilson played birth of a nation in the Oval Office, Bishop Reed. Played it in the Oval Office. And he said it was the history we needed. Birth of a nation glorified the Klan, put down the Reconstructionists. And by 1919, 1920, you had Red Summer. James Weldon Johnson called it Red Summer because 
Black men and women were run out of town and beaten coming back from World War I. But it all started with words because words can trigger an atmosphere. And I want to say right here in Florida, it doesn't matter if you're white because you see, or black, because see the governor here has got some black folk helping him write policies against black folk. And you just as guilty too of triggering, triggering, somebody say triggering. And just a few weeks ago, three precious souls were murdered by a lucid, in his right mind, avowed racist here in Florida, where the governor and the other extremists have used the public mic. They used the mic you pay for. See, that's the problem. It's one thing you use your own private mic, but they're using the mic you pay for to divide, to harm, to rail against black history, to rail against uh, uh, immigrants, to rail against the LGBT community, and all of the real issues. And just yesterday, you know what he said, Dean? He said it was a stunt. He said, his office yesterday said that when faith leaders and young folk representing thousands of people took thousands of petitions, we're gonna read it today, calling for a cease and desist. He said it was a stunt. In other words, he said, y'all playing. He said, y'all ain't serious. He said, he said, oh, they just, that's just a political stunt. They, they're not going to really take back the mic. They're not really going to push hard. They're not really going to mobilize. And then he said, I gave, he said, and I gave a million dollars to the college. Well, first of all, they owed 10 million if you look at the history. You can't pay us to shut our mouths. You can't pay us to take away our rights. You can't pay us to take away our right to protest. Am I right about it? So I just came by to say it's time to take back the mic. My name is Bishop William Barber. I'm president of Repairs of the Breach, and I know there comes a time you got to say forward together, not one step back. There comes a time you got to say somebody's hurting our brothers, somebody's hurting our people, and we won't be silent anymore. Somebody ought to say, take back the mic and use it to mobilize voters in this state. Take back the mic and use it to advocate for the poor. Take back the mic until everybody has a living wage. Take back the mic and fight for health care. Take back the mic until truth is louder than lies. Take back the mic until hope is louder than despair. Take back the mic until justice is greater than injustice. Take back the mic until we bring community and not chaos. Take back the mic. Until we bring people together, take back the mic. Until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream, take back the mic. We've come too far to be silent now. We've been through too much to be silent now. Too many people have paid the price to be silent now. Ain't nobody scared of a governor, scared of a legislature. God gave us a mouth. The power of life and death is in the tongue. It's time to cry loud and spare not. Take back, take back, take back, take back, take back, take back. The mic.
truth. Come on, I need a little more energy. We're going to do what? And do what? Tell the truth. We will not bow down to racism. We will not bow down to injustice. We will not bow down to exploitation. We're going to stand. All right? what here's what the moment calls for here's what the moment calls for we were going to do that song and I think we're going to do it pretty well but here's a, here's a here's a message that we need for everybody to lift from the depths of your souls all right here we go ain't gonna let nobody
speaking. We're going to keep on speaking out until freedom reigns from the highest mountain to the lowest valley. We're going to keep on. I am Reverend Dr. Hannah R. Broom, National Director of Repairs of the National Director of Religious Affairs for Repairs of the Breach. And I greet you on this amazing movement morning. We are going to have Bishop Frank Reed to come and bring us greetings and opening prayer. Then we will have Dean Kate to come and speak on the things that we need to put in the forefront of everyone's mind. And then we'll have Reverend Dr. Alvin Jackson to come and bring you to call to actions. Let us bow our heads in prayer. We're standing before a 21st century Red Sea with Pharaoh's army behind us and obstacles in the front of us. And like Moses, we're praying, looking to you. And we hear your voice, God, say, why are you looking up to me? Tell the people to go forward. So we're going forward to take back the light, take back the mic. We're going forward to take the truth in your name because we know it's the truth that makes us free. And so now remind each one of us of the power of one. In Jesus' name we pray. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, we pray. In the name of El Shaddai, we pray. And all the people of God said, Amen. I speak to you, Governor DeSantis. My name is Kate Moorhead Carroll. I am an Episcopal priest and the Dean of St. John's Cathedral, which is here in the heart of downtown Jacksonville. I am not a politician, but I'm standing here out of desperation. As someone who leads a church where we try our best to care for the poor and needy here in the heart of the city, I must let you know that you are not doing your job as governor of the state of Florida. If a young man who has recently been involuntarily committed to a psych ward, who has an internet history full of racism and hatred, can walk into a store and buy a semi-automatic weapon, you are not doing your job. The Second Amendment was designed so our founders could defend themselves. A semi-automatic weapon is not for defense. It is an offensive weapon designed to kill multiple people at once. You are not doing your job if anyone off the street can purchase such a weapon. You are not keeping us safe. 
your lack of action on this matter puts every single civilian at risk. The security guard at Edwards Waters College did his job. He kept us safe. If you had done your job and prevented this young man from obtaining such a weapon, this tragedy would not have happened. You are not doing your job if you will not allow the teachers in our schools to teach the truth about American history. I love this country, and we have many amazing qualities, but we also have a history of systemic oppression, racism, and the slaughter of indigenous peoples. We will never form young people of character and morals in this country if we do not teach them the truth. Amen. The truth about our history. I speak to you now as a fellow Christian, Governor DeSantis. You say you are a Christian. Jesus tells us to forgive one another. But we cannot forgive if we do not identify the sins of the past. If we are ever to truly become great, we must learn from the past, repent, and not pretend that it was rosier than it was. And lastly, you are not doing your job because hardworking men and women who work full time are not able to pay their bills or get health insurance. Minimum wage is not livable here in the state of Florida. Every hardworking person deserves the dignity of maintaining at least a simple life. You are taking advantage of working people who deserve a living minimum wage. This is not justice. This is oppression. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Governor DeSantis, please, I beg you, do your job. Do your job. I believe Jesus asks you to get the guns off the streets, to teach the truth about our history, and to let people earn a living wage. Thank you, Dean Carroll. Thank you, Bishop Reed. Thank you, Bishop Barber. Thank you, faith leaders, Jacksonville and Florida, all. Good morning, I'm Alvin O'Neill Jackson, resident of Jacksonville. Few years ago, few years ago, my wife and I, after almost 50 years of active pastoral ministry, retired from New York City to Jacksonville, Florida. We came to retire, to retreat, to disengage, to sit down, to be beach bums if we wanted to. But then I got a call from a bishop called Barber uh, and asked me to come over to Macedonia. And I got, and then this culture of hate and violence and racism and this culture of poverty and evil in our nation. And I made a decision and the killing of people, innocent people, the killing of innocent people. Almost daily, we see the news of guns and the killing of people. So much death. And I decided 
that I'm not going to be a couch potato. I'm not going to be disengaged. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm woke. I'm alert. I'm alive. I'm up. And I'm ready. And I'm engaged. And I'm engaged with all of you. And together, we're going to make a difference. I want you. I want you to pick up this card. Everybody should have this card. If you don't have this card, I want the team to get you this card. And we're going to read this card together. After I read the card, after we make a commitment, we're all making a commitment that we're not going to sit back, that we're going to take back the mic and be silent no more. Say it, take back the mic. Take back the mic. And be silent no more. Take back the mic. Take back the mic. And be silent no more. This is a season of truth and love. Did you know, did you know there are 7.6 million poor and low-income eligible voters in Florida? Do you know how much of the state that is? That's what? 45% of the state's population. Did you know there are how many poor and low-income Floridians? How many? That's almost half of the state. Did you know there are more than 2.5 million Floridians without... 2.5 million, more than 2.5 million without health care. Did you know, yes, did you know that there are 3,142 Floridians were killed by gun violence? in 2021 alone. Did you know there are 4.4 million people or 41.9% of the workforce in Florida earning less than $15 an hour? Pastor, ask me what next? What comes after this? Turn your card over. This is a time for truth love and justice. We're taking back the mic and we're being silent no more. Simple ways to do more in your community. Say them with me. Mobilize. Mobilize. Organize. Organize. Register. Register. Educate. Educate. Empower. Empower. Engage. Engage. The Women of League voter, the, uh, the League of Women Voters who will speak shortly have a tent over there. Do voter registration right here this morning. Make sure you are registered to vote. Register today at our event or online at vote411.org. Speak up about the real issues in Florida and in your community. Use this card as a fact sheet to talk with your neighbors, your community members, and your congregants. We can make a difference. We're taking back the mic, and we're starting today. Starting today. I want Malik and our students to come. I think I'm right to read the cease the and desist letter. Won't you come and read the letter that was delivered to Governor DeSantis and the state legislature on yesterday in the state capitol? The students and our brother Malik coming to read the letter. Yes. Um, could I have some uh, sister clergy to come stand beside me? We want to make sure that we are diversified. 
in our presentation. Come on, sisters. Come on, sisters. Y'all give them some. Amen. We're going to have David Hogg to come and speak for March for Our Lives. And then we'll have our young people come and read the cease and desist letter with power. Because this is a serious matter. David Hogg, please come. Thank you. How are we doing? How are we doing? How are we feeling? Good morning. I come from a town a couple hours south of here called Parkland. A town that unfortunately, in some ways, is not dissimilar to what happened here. The gunman at my high school that murdered 17 of my classmates and teachers and administrators also had a history of racist comments online and hatred. The police were called to his house over a dozen times before the shooting. The FBI was, was reported to that this man could be a potential threat and failed. Time and time again, we know the warning signs. Unfortunately, we have politicians that continue to arm white supremacy. And it's shame on them. The shooter in Parkland, too often we hear this idea that just gun laws won't work because criminals don't obey gun laws. The reality is this, the shooter at my high school was a criminal, but he was not a mastermind. He didn't have deep black market connections. He was a racist and mentally ill 19-year-old that was able to go and legally purchase a semi-automatic rifle, the AR-15. People after Parkland told us, we send our thoughts and prayers, and we appreciate that. We appreciate the power of those and the faith that we need to have in this movement. But we know it goes beyond thoughts and prayers, because the Jesus that I learned about growing up wasn't just one that sent his thoughts and prayers, he was also one that flipped tables. After Parkland, we stood up despite what the naysayers said when they said, it's great you young people care, but you can't change anything. And we said, okay, watch us, because we will still try. And guess what? We did. We showed up by the thousands in Tallahassee demanding action from a Republican state legislature. And we were still able to raise the age to buy guns in the state of Florida to 21. On top of that, we were also able to pass a law that is able to disarm people that are a risk to themselves and others. So that if somebody makes a number of threatening comments against a school and law enforcement or others are concerned about them, they can be reported and have their guns temporarily taken away from them with the right to process and due counsel. Yeah. That law has now been used over 6,000 times yeah. since Parkland in our state alone. These laws work. Then people told us, well, it's great that you did that in Florida, but you're never going to change anything nationally. You're just a bunch of kids. And despite the fact that many of us were not old enough to vote, we still showed up. We showed up in Washington, D.C., and when we first marched, we thought we could get about 90 people with us to Washington, D.C. We ended up having nearly one million with us in Washington, D.C. 
for Ron DeSantis that says that this is just a spectacle, that this is just a gimmick, I'll let him think that, and I hope he thinks that, because he's going to see that in 24 at the ballot box. If he thinks this is just a gimmick, tell us why he's not in the lead with the polls right now if he's such a political expert. We need our young people to be empowered, and they are. We've been voting at the highest rates in American history for the past three elections. But I hate to tell you this, it's not because we're hopeful, it's because we're terrified of the future our country is going down, and that's not enough. We have to be for something, and we are. And the reason why I know that, and the reason why I have hope for places like Florida, is because Florida just elected from March for Our Lives the first Gen Z member of Congress, Maxwell Frost. In, right in Orlando. But it goes beyond that. We've defeated more NRA politicians than ever before in American history in 2018, and we just passed the first gun safety law at the federal level in 30 years. Pretty good for just some kids. But right now, we need to do much more. Our times call on us to do much more. People like Ron DeSantis need us to believe that our state is stuck in its ways and it's never going to get better. But you know how, I will, how it will? Because we have passed progressive ballot measures in this state like a $15 minimum wage, like restoring voting rights. And the reason why it hasn't succeeded is not because the people of Florida don't believe in it. It's because we have a legislature that has gerrymandered the people out of power and used racist gerrymandering and a system where politicians pick their voters instead of voters picking their politicians. What we have to do now is unite together with faith leaders, with activist groups, with young people and unions and demand better and show Ron DeSantis that we are not just a gimmick or a stunt. We are not going away. We are here to outlast him and bring Florida to a place of peace and prosperity. Are you with that? Are you with that? Are you with that? We are not just a gimmick. We are here to demand action and we are not going away until we get the action that we deserve until every community, not just Parkland, but Jacksonville, Buffalo, and every single community in this state and country is safe. Will, are you with me in that? Yeah. Let's do it. Thank you. Dear Governor DeSantis, Speaker of the House Renner, State President Pro Tempore Baxley, and all public officials of any party who are using the words of culture wars to attack black people, immigrants, trans people, and others as political tactics of division and deflection. While your hateful and divisive lies about black people, trans people, immigrants, and women have filled the airwaves, 9,539,000 poor and low-income people account for 44.5% of the population in your state, a country where poverty is the fourth leading cause of death. There are 4,464,287 people, or 41.9% of the workforce, earning less than $15 an hour. Shame. Yet to meet their basic needs, a household with two adults and two children needs to earn over $25 an hour. At the current minimum wage of $10 an hour, an individual must work 106 hours a week to afford a modest two-bedroom apartment. You introduced nine voter restriction bills introduced between 
2020 and 2023, and 10 anti-LGBTQ+, laws in 2023 alone. Four of the voter restriction bills passed, while five of the anti-LGBTQ laws passed. Instead of focusing on and addressing the real issues, you spend time promoting hate and division, contrary to our deepest religious values, which call us to love and the values set forth in our Constitution, which in the preamble guarantees equal, and equal civil and political rights to all. As religious and moral leaders, along with the thousands who signed this letter, we are publicly calling on you to cease and desist or resign. Using public office and public space and a public microphone to spew hate divides the people and is a form of public malpractice and irresponsibility. History tells us that words of hate create an ethos of hate, an atmosphere of hate, a political, social petri dish of hate. Eventually, spoken words become deeds. Late last month in the environment, your words and deeds have helped create. A racist man decided to move from violent words and attitude to violent racist deeds and acts, murdering and taking the precious lives of Angela Michelle Carr, Gerald Galleon, and Annal Joseph Laguerre Jr. He first went to an HBCU that represents and is, a, and is an embodiment of the very kind of history you have said should be banned, is bad and not welcome in Florida. When he couldn't get in, he went to a Dollar General store in Jacksonville in a black community and unleashed his terrorism, leaving behind a suicide note saying how he hated black people, according to the local sheriff. We write this letter calling you to cease and desist with the hate against black history, hate against wokeness, hate against trans people, hate against immigrants coming out of your mouth every day. We've seen this before, this pattern of the tongue creating this, yes, this pattern of the tongue creating an environment giving license to violence. It is sadly as American as apple pie. We call on you to cease and desist. If we do not love you, love Florida, love humanity, love the United States, love God, we will ignore your hate for rhetoric and violent words, but we can't. As moral leaders, we can't because the end result is too harmful to the soul of the state and the country. We call on you to cease and desist. If you want to use the mic, then let's use the mic to have a real debate on how we address the issue of poverty in Florida. Let's deal with the issue of the, the, of the declining life expectancy. Let's deal with the issue of more than 2.5 million people in Florida without health care. If you want to use the mic, let's use the mic to debate and deal seriously with public education and environmental devastation. But we will no longer let you have the mic to continue to spew racist and hateful rhetoric. We calling you to cease and desist or resign. Yeah. Yeah. Take back the mic! 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 Take back the mic. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is the Reverend Dr. Willie Barnes. I'm the pastor of St. Paul AME Church here in Jacksonville. Do me a favor and look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. neighbor. Oh, neighbor. neighbor. It's, hot it's hot outside. But we're getting ready to turn up the temperature. Somebody yell it. We're turning it up. We're turning up the temperature. We're taking the mic back. On August 26th, a white supremacist went on a mission 
to target and massacre and kill black people. And we, and that mission led him to a Dollar General where three of our brothers and sisters' lives were taken. But I'm here to say today, we cannot talk about what happened in that Dollar General without talking about the conditions that made the Dollar General necessary in the first place. Poverty, inequity, mass incarceration, lack of health care, poor minimum wage. That's what created the dynamics in that community that made that Dollar General necessary. But we can't talk about his mission without talking about our mission today. And we are on a mission to take back the... We are on a mission to take back... To restore justice, to restore equity, to restore diversity and inclusion. And we are going to start our mission today. Somebody ought to say today. So as I leave you today, I want to tell you what the word of God says. And the word of God says in the book of Ephesians, it talks about the whole armor of God. And we understand that bullets might pierce flesh, but bullets cannot pierce the armor of God. Racism and racial rhetoric might keep us enslaved, but it cannot enslave the armor of God. So it says, finally, be strong in the Lord. Somebody ought to say, be strong. In the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, governors, presidents, mayors, city council people, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, somebody ought to say, therefore. Therefore. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Somebody say, we're standing our ground today. And we're taking back the mic today. Take back. Take back. Good morning. I am the Reverend Dr. James T. Morris, and I'm president of the Florida Council of Churches. I want to say to Governor DeSantis, if you think what happened yesterday was a political stunt, we come to tell you something different. We are here under a different mandate. I heard it said in the scripture, and it is clear that whoever sows injustice will reap calamity and the rod of his fury will fall. DeSantis, your rod will fall. This is a moral and a righteous fight. We have come to say to you that we are taking back the mic that is ours, and we are not going to allow you to spew lies, to spew racism, to spew hatred without our putting your behind in check. Somewhere I heard it say, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But it goes on to warn, it goes on to warn that whenever any government 
shall be destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people. Say we the people. It's the right of the people of Florida to take back our house. To take back our governance. And we're going to do it by first taking the mic. And then we're going to do it because we're going to go to the polls. And we're going to vote. Governor DeSantis says Florida is the place where woke comes to die. Well, I got news for you. Woke folks vote. Woke folks vote. Come on. Woke folks vote. Woke folks vote. vote. Now, what you're going to do, if you have not registered, you're going to register and we're going to take back the state house so that it can do what it is designed to do for God's people. He doesn't want us to talk about it. We've been talking about it. We're going to keep talking about it because Ron DeSantis, you got to go. Good afternoon. I am Reverend Dr. Alinda Burks and a member of the Florida Annual uh, Florida Annual Conference of Methodist Church. The power of words can never be underestimated, and there's no lack of opportunities to observe that power. Over the past few, past few years, we have watched uh, politicians and public leaders, we've read blogs and tweets that denigrate and tear down God's people. It is important to understand that at some point, you and I must take a stand on where we are with this language, with these policies. You have to take a stand. You cannot sit on the fence and wait for somebody else to do the work. In the book of James, who focuses very much on the power and the decisiveness of the tongue, he says that uh, he's concerned not with the, the tongue's chemistry, but the theology of the tongue. Our world, our words are decisive things. We decide what we will say. And it is up to us to know what we're talking about. We've heard people say good things and leaders who come and encourage. When the nation was in the throes of depression, President Roosevelt said, the only thing to fear is fear itself. When Martin Luther King stood uh, in the steps of, the, of in Washington, D.C., he says, I want my children to be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. We've heard leaders moral leaders who know how to encourage and comfort a nation. When the Challenger exploded, Ronald Reagan said they have flipped the solid bonds of earth to touch the very face of God. And then the words that changed the world forever, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So as we come today, we also know that our language can identify and destroy. We have seen what happens. So I want to say to you today, Governor DeSantis, I want to say to you as a fellow military veteran, that the, the military been woke for over 50 years, and because they woke up, we had the best military in the world. How dare you hold up promotions and affect people's lives, Hunter Tuberville, when you have not served a single day in a uniform to understand who they are and what we have gone through. So I say to you, yes. citizens of this state and of America, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, yes. 
And the Pharisees asked him, why are your people making all that noise and worshiping you? He said to them, if they don't, the rocks will cry out. Yes. And today I'm saying to you, we don't stand up right now. Yes. As the Holy Catholic Church, yes. the rocks will cry out. Yes. We must stand and rise and be. Thank you. Take back the mic, Take back the mic. and be silent, no more. be silent no more. League of Women Voters. Good morning, I'm Linnell Philman. I speak on behalf of the League of Women Voters of the state of Florida. We are a nonpartisan voting rights organization that began fighting for voting rights for women over 100 years ago. Today, we are here to address serious matters. This is no stunt, as some state officials claimed yesterday. Unfortunately, history reveals that the government mistreatment of black communities is not new. We stand very near to an interstate that in 1960 was ran through our, this city's black community to divide, to cause economic harm, to devalue property, and to silence voices. While that government-imposed harm was committed many years ago, today, in 2023, we see similar intentional acts of harm being committed by Florida's elected representatives. We see our freedom stolen with the passing of the archaic HB1 anti-riot bill designed to strike fear and intimidation in our most vulnerable. We see the identity and the safety of our children stolen through the passing of HB5, the Don't Say Gay bill. We see children stolen through the passing of SB 254, a bill our very own Senator Yarborough uh, legally introduced that allows the state to kidnap our children from the parents when the state does not agree with the medical or emotional care of transgender children. We have seen history stolen with the passing of the Deny Our Children the Truth HB1 bill that refused to recognize the nation's actual history of enslavement and it robs our children all of our children of the knowledge to know better and to do better. And we have seen votes stolen through the passing of gerrymandered congressional maps that illegally lowered the number of black voting districts from four to two in violation of our fair districts amendment, which is in our state constitution. And, and this is a state where our own governor once lauded our election integrity of our election process and now we've seen even more anti-voter bills passed that prevent community organizations from participating in voter registration and vote by mail, and it creates barriers to the ballot box. Recently, the League and, plaintiff, and other plaintiffs won a court case against the diminution of black voting power. We must fight this discrimination in all lawful ways. And through the senseless, harmful, racist laws and rhetoric from our elected representatives and those in the community who support them, We've seen lives stolen. In Jacksonville, three innocent lives were stolen because of racial hatred towards blacks. Because of racial bias, poverty, and lack of access to affordable quality health care, we see the lives of our African-American and black women stolen, and we see the racial disparities and in infant mortality rates. I invite you to come across the street to speak with the League of Women Voters of Florida about your voter registration. Make sure you have a plan to vote and that you request a vote by mail ballot. Our state is experiencing increased numbers of COVID cases, which we know disproportionately impacts our seniors, our black and brown neighbors, and our vulnerable populations. We have no idea what the climate will look like next year, so we encourage you to come and make sure that you're registered to vote. Folks, this is a march, it is a moral movement, 
and there are protests, but I remind us all, there are protests that happen at the ballot box at every election. Please join us there. Thank you. Thank you. We're almost at the end. We're almost at the end. You've been wonderful. It's been a long, full morning, but it's been a powerful, strong morning. A couple of more speakers, so stay with us. I want my brother to come now, introduce yourself, speak. So good afternoon. My name is Jamil Davis. I am the Florida State Organizing Manager for Black Voters Matter, an organization that is built on this very quote, power without love is reckless and abusive, and love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice, and justice at its best it's power correcting everything that stands against love. Today we have come, and you have heard many speakers speak about the fact that Governor Ron DeSantis, Ronald Dion DeSantis, that is no cap, that is all facts, that is that man's middle name. Ronald Dion DeSantis and the GOP supermajority of the Florida State Legislature has shown how apathetic that they are to the power that we so richly deserve as black people in this country and in this state. But I come to you today to ask you a question. Where is your power? Where is your passion? Where is your desire to fight? See, I'm reminded, you know, because I'm cause cause I'm a church kid, so I gotta do some church, I gotta do some churchy things. I'm reminded of an individual by the name of Jesus. Yeshua. You know, pretty awesome, pretty awesome Palestinian cat with a little bit of swag. Who preached love and power, but also exerted his power when his cult, when the culture and the people and his father were being perverted in a temple that was being used simply as a marketplace and not as a place of worship. And so what did Jesus do? Jesus decided that he would step into the temple and he would flip some tables and he would cause individuals to be beaten out of the temple. I am asking you, where is the time now for us to fight? Where is the time now for us to have a table flipping moment? It is up to us now to know and understand that it is not just our honor. It is not just our privilege. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. And in the midst of our duty to fight for our freedom and to win, we must love, support, and protect one another. Because some of you are satisfied with the shackles that you live in, but the modern day psalmist that I know, and Erica and Tina Campbell, told us to take those shackles off our feet so we can dance. So some of you may be satisfied with the shackles and the chains that you are in, but in us fighting for our freedom to win, we have nothing. Nothing to lose but our chains. Yes, my name is Bilal Salim. I'm one of the Islamic leaders in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. And I really love this opportunity to address you because we don't know each other. And we had a messenger that told us, he said, shall I teach you something? that if you do it, it'll plant the seed of love amongst you. And so the people say, oh, messenger, please do. 
he say, say to each other, Assalamu alaikum. Oh, oh, messenger, what do that mean? It means that with me, your life is safe. With me, your wife, your children, everything that belongs to you is safe with us as Muslims. Now, since we know the greetings, we would like to say to every bishop, to every Christian, to every Jew, to every policeman, to every American, assalamu alaikum. I, I had a teacher, he taught me, say, whatever you focus, gonna expand. Don't focus so much on racism. Focus on diversity. Focus on learning from each other. And in our community, we say, so we can copy off them. <laughs> yes, but I'd like to end with this prayer with you. In the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. Oh Lord, let there arrive out of us a band of people inviting to all that is good and joining what is right and forbidding what is wrong, for they are the ones to attain great happiness. I mean. I'm the Reverend Madison Hilt with Riverside Church at Park and King, and I'm the first trans pastor in my tradition in the state of Florida. And I stand here today to tell you that we need to do something about this hate. The Lord said, why do you pick the speck out of your neighbor's eye when there's a log in yours? To the people that are hating on us, because some of us here are black, some of us here are gay, some are trans. It doesn't matter. We are all people and we deserve action. Now let's go. Let's go do something about it. Greetings, I am Nyasha Haynes, a senior biology pre-medicine scholar attending the Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Every major election season on the campus of my historically black university, there's a voting precinct for students to vote absentee so they don't have to travel almost hours back to their hometowns to vote. Well, the lawmakers in this country and this state are trying to take that away. Do you know why? because they know the power that people my age have. I'm just 22 years old. In the next two years, I may not be able to vote. I may not be able to make a wage to support a basic living right. I may not be able to submerge myself in my black Greek letter organization that I work so hard for. I may not be able to get an abortion if I need to. I may not be able to live in an environment with clean air. I, and this is all due to the blatant racism and different crucial landmark decisions that were taken away just because individuals didn't vote uh, four years ago, eight years ago. 
our governor had the nerve to come up and say, Florida is where woke comes to die and take away AP African-American history so children can't learn about where their people came from. Come on, come on. Then in that same breath came to Jacksonville and said, violence against people based on their race is not tolerated in this state. Are you serious? Thank you. Let's hear it for FAMU. Sisters and brothers, as we come to our close, we want to thank Representative Angie Nixon, who is here, and all the other elected officials who were here. Give them a round of applause. We want to thank all of our clergy, our diverse clergy who are here. Give them all a round of applause. God bless them, whatever their faith. Our brother David Hogue was here as well. Let us thank all of the organizers with repairs of the breach, Reverend Alvin Jackson, and all the others, Danielle, Elder Hannah, Kate, everyone, Sagit, everybody here, give them a round of applause. And to all of our Florida host committee, Dr. King asked 60 years ago, what murdered those four little girls in Birmingham? What today, we ask, caused the murder of those four little girls 60 years ago? What caused the axe handle Saturday here in this very park, James Weldon Johnson Park? And what murdered Angela Michelle Carr, Gerald Gallion, and A.J. Laguerre in the Dollar General store? Dr. King might answer, what caused it was every one of us who refuses to go down to try to register and vote. When we don't do that, we participate in those acts. What caused it? The apathy and complacency of anyone who sit down on their stools of do nothing and not engage in creative protest to get rid of this evil system of racism, hate, xenophobia, homophobia, deliberate miseducation, the erasure of history the proliferation of gun violence and the subjugation of the poor, of which there are, are almost 10 million here in Florida. What caused these acts was the corporate and professional individual, Dr. King would say, who's more concerned about her or his job than concerned about freedom and justice. Sisters and brothers here, we must ask ourselves this question today is what will resurrect the lives of those four little girls, the victims here of Axe Handle Saturday, and the lives of Angela Michelle Carr, Gerald Gallion, and A.J. Laguerre? What will resurrect them? All of us registering and mobilizing the vote. That's why we ask you to go to vote411.org. What will resurrect them? All of us standing against the stale bread and spoiled meat of racism, hate, xenophobia, homophobia, miseducation, the erasure of history, the proliferation of gun violence, and the subjugation of the poor. What will resurrect them? All of us standing against this, this type of hate, this type of culture. And what will resurrect them? Our action of taking back the mic. As we close, repeat after me. Angela Michelle Carr. Angela Michelle Carr. Gerald Gallion. Gerald Gallion. AJ Anote Laguerre. AJ Anote Laguerre. 
Dear God, by whatever name we call she and he, we ask you to receive these martyred children of yours, these latest three, into your beloved arms. And Lord, we promise to resurrect their souls and their spirits with our feet of prayer. Dispatch them as our beloved ancestors that we may stand upon their shoulders and commit eternal vigilance for the rest of our lives. If all hearts and minds are clear, all of us together say amen, amen, amen. 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 Take back the mic. 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 Before we bring the band up and we praise God for everything that has happened, we want to recognize Rosh Hashanah and wish our Jewish siblings, brothers, and sisters a happy new year. They have been enormous in their support for this amazing progressive movement, and we want to wish them a happy new year in their Rosh Hashanah. Woo! Okay. Y'all ready for some more music? Y'all Allen! Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.